named Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Yeah. <laughs> we did all of our chatting last episode. Yeah, we're 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 doing we're a double recording. We're recording back to back. So I was like, we should start trying to get more, just in case. Yeah, just in case something happens on a weekend that we're supposed to, and one of us can't, you know? Yeah, one of us builds a social life. <laughs> That'll never happen. Oh. Not on this end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just do it. Let's just uh, get into the dang thing. Well, I was going to tell you about my awful day yesterday on Friday. Oh, tell me about your awful day. I'm so sorry. It was 95 degrees out. Oh my god. You live in California. April 30th. You live in California. Huh? You live in California. Okay, you know what happened the last year I was in Wisconsin in April? It's 88 today. Three feet of snow. It's almost 90 degrees here today in Minnesota. It was the worst. I don't do heat. This was a mistake. You <laughs> live in Ca- Like, honestly, like, I, I know you're, c- like, complaining, and I should, like, oh, I'm so sorry, but you literally live in California. I know, I am in California, and I'm gonna die in the summer, so everybody, uh... Pray for her. Wish me farewell. Yeah. Pray for me. Um, please, uh, ask Star Clan for, I don't know, some clouds (laughs) for me. (laughs) No fun. No fun. I don't like heat. I don't really like snow, either. I don't like anything. (laughs) Can't please me. (laughs) You can't live anywhere. You just need a bubble. Yeah, I just need, like... I just want, like, fall weather where I can wear jeans and a sweatshirt and be comfortable. That's all I want. That's all I ever want. Anyway, so, Maureen can't live anywhere. Uh, I just want her to cope. Let's record. (laughs) Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tango Kong. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Like, I know I had, like, you say I had nothing to do with it, but you definitely chose to move away from me specifically. That is very true. That is very true. Should I move back? Should I move back to you? Got room there? Bunk beds, bunk beds, bunk bunk beds, beds. bunk beds, (laughs) bunk beds. No, I want you to be happy. And if that involves living in a place where you will melt, you should live there. Bunk beds, bunk beds, bunk (laughs) beds. We can't live together because we'll kill each other, I think. Either, like, with bunk beds or, uh... (laughs) I think bunk bed-related death would probably be how it ends for both of us if we live together. Yeah. Especially because I can't stop talking about warrior cats and I can't also spoil the podcast. I would just, like, implode. I would implode. Yeah. We have have secrets we need to keep. (laughs) And it's mainly just... Brenna can't hear anything about warrior cats yet. Speaking of secrets, we just had bad dad time. Yeah, no, uh, what makes me sad is just Firestar being incapable of coping. Like, honestly, I know it's like a complaint that like, oh man, so many of these issues could just be solved with communication and that's like a huge thing. And I know like, yeah. well, okay, but the plot wouldn't happen if that happened. So, but this situation is so infuriating. Series four, 
Because you wait. (laughs) Well, I just feel like this situation, it does make sense. Like, that he doesn't want to tell them, hey, guys. (sighs) Starkland thinks you're evil. And Bran would call and be like, Starkland literally just asked me to do them, like, a big favor. So... Hey... I don't think I'm evil. Why would they do that? And then he's like, oh my god, it's definitely squirrel flight then. (laughs) Firestar would be like, hey guys, I need you, like, not to destroy our clan. Can you, like, do that for me? And Squirrel Paw would be like, I am going to destroy everything. I'm gonna dismantle the patriarchy. And she would. Good good for her. So, Firestar just stormed off. Graystripe hurried after him. (laughs) Squirrel Paw stares after them. Now that Firestar was gone, her tail drooped. The gaze she turned on Brambleclaw was full of distress. Well, that wasn't very effective. Any- you huh? you left them together. Right. Like, why wouldn't you be like, come with me now, one of you? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. That was, that, that seems, was, that seems going to be his fatal mistake. Productive, because they're literally just now going to just talk to each other. I can't do anything right, she said. He doesn't think that she's fit to be a warrior. He'll never give her a warrior name. Brambleclaw is still speechless, and his bewilderment was melting into a furious anger. He knows that he hasn't done anything wrong. Whatever it was, it wasn't his fault. And it wasn't Squirrelpaw's fault, either. Yeah, okay. She can be, like, really annoying, but she was a loyal, hard-working apprentice. And any leader could see what a great warrior she'd make one day. Mm-hmm. Brambleclaw stares at the ground, and he barely hears Squirrelpaw say his name. Yesterday, after the nursery confrontation, he'd felt torn between loyalty to the prophecy and loyalty to Firestar. Now, he'd see the future of day after day of struggling to please his leader with no success. Because he doesn't know why Firestar's angry. So... He's got to leave on this journey with only StarClan to guide him. And he will not come back until he has answers that will prove to Firestar how loyal he had been all along. Otherwise, he wouldn't come back at all. Brambleclaw tells Squirrelplot to take the bull back or Firestar is going to have another go at her. What about you? She was normally so bright and confident, but she sounds nervous. I... He was about to lie to her. But he realizes how deeply betrayed she would feel if he didn't come back. After all, they were in this together. At least as far as Firestar's hostility seemed to be concerned. Oh my god, literally the opposite of what he wanted happened. By being like that, he drove them together. So now, oh my god, it's Bramble Claw about to tell him, tell her the truth. Oh my god. I'm leaving, he tells her. <gasps> yep. Leaving? Squirrelpaw echoes in dismay. Leaving ThunderClan? Not for good, Brambleclaw said quickly. Squirrelpaw listened, and she does, her eyes never leaving his face as he tells her everything. The hurt in her eyes is clear. You told them and not me? Brambleclaw, you promised. (sighs) I know, and he feels guilty. He was going to. Then all this fire- Lie. (laughs) Then all this trouble with Firestar started. He tells her that he's not going to come back to camp. He's going to spend the night in the forest, then go meet the other cats in the morning. Please, Squirrelpaw, don't give us away. 
Squirrelpaw's eyes brightened, and he knew what she was going to say right before she said it. I won't breathe a word to any cat, she promises. I can't, because I'm coming with you. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, you're not, Brambleclaw said. She's not a chosen cat. She's not even a warrior. Uh, says, she's about to bring up claw. One. Crowpaw. <laughs> one, Crowpaw isn't a warrior. Yep, she called she it. knows Stormfur is coming, so both things are good. Uh, yep, wow. And she never said a word to anyone, not even Leafpaw. Brambleclaw knew that was true, but he tells her that he didn't promise she could come. Squirrelpaw says that he can't leave her behind. He tells her it's too dangerous. She's like, she's like I'll just, ab- I don't know, I'll kill someone if you leave me behind. <laughs> well, he has enough to worry about without having to look after her. Look after me? She can take care of herself. She's coming, whether he likes it or not. After what happened today, she doesn't want to go back to camp and be told off for nothing over and over and over again any more than he does. <laughs> Rambleclaw stares, indecisive. He doesn't want the responsibility of taking a young apprentice into danger, but it would be more dangerous for her to follow him alone. And if she went back to camp and Brambleclaw didn't, Firestar would badger her until she told. Oh my god, this is gonna look so bad. <laughs> Brambleclaw heaves a sigh. Alright, Squirrelpaw, you can come. But honestly, Firestar kind of deserves this for being yeah, a big he jerk. Does. Like. I mean, yeah. you you literally- if you're gonna be a dingus. You drove out one of the most loyal cats and your daughter. Good job, dude. Good job. Good job. As soon as Brambleclaw told her she could come, Squirrelpaw's hurt and anger vanished. <laughs> she hadn't stopped talking since they left the clearing Firestar found them in. She's asking Brambleclaw where they'll sleep. Brambleclaw says somewhere near four trees so they can be ready to meet the others. He had considered Snake Rock, since the clan had been told to avoid it, but also, like, super doesn't want to run into a badger. I don't understand why they're not gonna go back. Like... Because Firestar's, like, keeping an eye on them. Okay. Like, like... Won't he notice that they're gone and be like, go get them? It's, like, later now, so... Okay. We'll find out. You'll find out. Okay. Exactly how it goes. But, yeah, Brambleclaw's Brambleclaw's train of thought is, like, if I go back, I'm not going to be able to sneak away. You know? And also, Firestar just treated him like absolute garbage. Yeah. So, he may as well just leave now. Um, So, he decided to go to the Thunderpath, hoping that the scent would mask their own. They're able to catch prey on the way, and the stench of the Thunderpath is so strong that it masked almost everything else. Rain began to fall. Squirrelpaw was shivering. She says they need shelter. Before them was the largest monster Brambleclaw had ever seen. Ah! Ah! It was squatted at the edge of the Thunderpath. He'd never seen anything like it before. He tells Squirrelpaw to stay while he checks it out. And Squirrelpaw, of course, trotted after him, ignoring his order. She says they could get underneath it and shelter from the rain. His fur bristles at the thought, but he doesn't want to seem like a coward <gasps> in front of Squirrelpaw. Hobbit, it's construction equipment where we found you. <gasps> <gasps> I, 
I want to see my little boy. Here he is. I want to see my little boy. We found him underneath. He's so beautiful. Equipment. <laughs> well, it's a pretty good suggestion. Yeah. The scent would surely hide their own. Okay, he starts, but let me... Squirrelpaw bounded past him and wriggled beneath the monster. <laughs> first, he finished following her. I want them to describe the monster more so I can guess what construction equipment it is. Well, they don't know how to describe it, you know? No. I, I like, suppose I don't know a lot about British construction equipment. I don't know if it's all yellow and orange. I don't think it's much different than our own construction equipment. Well, it's different, probably from different producers. You're not going to ship construction equipment across the sea. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're not going to focus I'm on I'm a daughter of a contractor. I want to know. <laughs> so I can, I can identify it and make him proud. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think. I, it's probably, like, just like a, if, if, if it is parked by a road, if it's by the forest, it's probably something to clear trees. Like an excavator. Yeah, or like, a, or like something to clear dirt. The ones with, like, the, the thingamajig, like a. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm sure our listeners will catch our brainwaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have approximate knowledge from... of many things. Huh? <laughs> I have approximate knowledge of many things that have to do with construction. Dawn roused Brambleclaw the next morning. Squirrel paws curled beside him. He can't remember why she's sleeping in his den. Then the reek of monsters reminds him of where he is and why. <laughs> Instead of excitement at the looming journey, he feels uncertainty. He emerges from the monster and tells Squirrelpaw to wake up. She crawls out and says she's starving. <laughs> Brimbleclaw tells her they can hunt on the way, but they need to get moving. The others will be waiting. So they loped along together side by side, following the thunderpath to four trees. Brambleclaw hears rustling in the bushes. Squirrelpaw, get out of sight, he hisses. But Squirrelpaw whirled around a heartbeat before he spoke, oh, eyes God. wide. Beefpaw emerges from the bushes. Ah! A sister! A sister trip! Or maybe we're Two sisters stared at each tell other. Tell her what's happening. Did they send Leafpaw after her? Oh no, Leafpaw probably had her uh, twin, her twin sister brain be like, she's sleeping. What the heck? What the heck? She's sleeping with. Excuse me? <laughs> Leafpaw set down a packet of herbs at Squirrelpaw's feet. <gasps> she brought them traveling herbs. They're going to need them. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry! <laughs> sister supporting sister on their crimes! She's like, yeah, dad was being a huge tool. Also, I know why you're doing this, because I know why. Uh, you need herbs if you're going to destroy the clan. <laughs> Brambleclaw says he thought she didn't tell anything to anyone. How does she know? Funny story. Me and my sister me. share a consciousness. <laughs> what? I have not. Squirrel's paw spat. No, she hasn't. Leafpaw said gently. She didn't need to tell her. She just knew. Brambleclaw asks if she knows everything about the dreams and the journey to Sundrown Place. 
No, well, she yeah, says, looking are... at him with unhappiness and bewilderment in That's her a serious gaze. A lot of words. Also, I think you're turning my sister evil. She only knew that Squirrel Paw was going away, and that there will be great danger. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> he feels pity for her, but also needs answers. He asks who else knows, and if she's told her father. No. The flash of anger in Leaf Paw's eyes makes her look suddenly very much like her sister. And that looks a lot like their mom. <laughs> she wouldn't tell on Squirrel Paw, not even to Firestar. And Squirrel Paw adds that she wouldn't. Brambleclaw nods. Leaf Paw says she. Hi, Amira. She wanted also to be in this episode. <laughs> She's gonna step on my keyboard. <laughs> Stop. He's gonna step on my keyboard. Okay. Leafpaw says that she almost wishes she had. There's a bitterness in her voice. Perhaps then she could have stopped it all and kept you here. Squirrelpaw, do you really have to go? I must, Squirrelpaw insists. This is the most exciting thing that has ever happened to her. It's a command from Star Clan, so they aren't breaking the warrior code. And she tells Leafpaw everything. No, I didn't tell her anything, but now I am. <laughs> but you don't need to go, Leaf Paul wailed. You haven't been chosen. Well, I'm not going back, Squirrel Paw says. She can't do anything right, according to Firestar. He even told her that she wasn't fit to be a warrior. She'll show him. Brambleclaw looks to Leaf Paw who knew just as well as he did how useless it was to argue with Squirrelpaw once she'd made up her mind. Leafpaw looked like she knew more than she was telling. But you might not come back. Leafpaw's voice shook. What will I do without you? Oh, God. I'll be okay, Leafpaw. And Brambleclaw is amazed by the gentleness in Squirrelpaw's voice as she presses her muzzle into her sister's side. I've got to go. You see that, don't you? Leafpaw nods. And she won't tell anyone where we've gone? Squirrelpaw pressed. Leafpaw points out that she doesn't know where they're going, and neither do they. But no, she won't say anything. Just remember that Firestar loves her, and he has things on his mind that they don't know about. Now take the herbs and go, she says. Leafpaw says that even if they don't have a medicine cap, they can find herbs along the way. Marigold for wounds, tansy for coughs, oh, and juniper berries for a bellyache, and borage leaves for fever, and she sounds like she's trying to pass along her entire training and just- She's trying to pass moments. a test. We won't forget, Squirrelpaw promises. Come on, Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw says goodbye to Leafpaw and tells her and the clan to take care. If trouble is really coming- they might not be back in time to help them fight it. Oh, Leafpaw says it's in the paws of Star Clan, but she'll do her best to be ready. And don't worry about Squirrelpaw, Brambleclaw added. I'll look after her. And I'll look I know after you will. Him, Squirrelpaw says, <laughs> flashing him a challenging look. She's like, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> she touches noses with her sister and promises that they will come back. Leafpaw dips her head, her eyes clouding with sadness. Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw start to head towards four trees. 
He glances back to see Leafpaw watching them. I, I forgot to tell you, uh, there's well. spider webs also, probably. I, I, did I already oh, say that? I didn't know about that. I, I just want you guys to know. Just, just get, gather some, maybe. He raises his tail in farewell, and she turns swiftly. I love when they wave with their tails. She left. Huh? I love when they wave with their tails. It's so good. Do you want to hit us with a cat fact before we go back to camp? <gasps> sure. All right. So I'm actually pretty psyched about this one. Um, uh, I actually don't really have to give too much of a... Uh, this one, I don't really think I have to give our disclaimer because I don't think it was written with any sort of xenophobic intent and you will see what I mean. Um, okay. And uh, I'm probably the most excited about this one because uh, it's from... We're going to be talking today about the Felis Sapiens from Red Dwarf. It's a science fiction comedy that ran from 1988 to 1999. And uh, I know that there are folks who are huge fans of this because it has a cult following. And I did my best to sort of summarize this. But this is probably the most hilarious, uh, like, origin story for a cat race in fiction um i haven't watched the series uh i kind of want to now based on this so i'm trying i tried not to get too much into spoilers um but I'm i might be spoiling I've like, a couple things i've like watched the first episode a couple times i think i i i, <laughs> I, I actually was wondering if you would watch this since i know you like british comedies a lot and uh yeah i know you love the it crowd so i was like oh she might have mm. watched this the premise of the series is uh, Dave Lister, uh, and this is why I think this is so hilarious, because the cat is, uh, uh, he is a low-ranking uh, tech who works on this uh, mining ship called the Red Dwarf, and it's just, it's huge. Um, and mm -hmm. he gets put in suspended animation as punishment for bringing an uh, unquarantined cat onto the ship. Um, and that cat is kind of the reason the entire Felis Sapiens race exists, uh, because while he, uh, is in, um, his, uh, suspended animation, uh, everyone dies on the ship. <laughs> and so, uh, three million years, three million years pass and there's like a giant radioactive leak. And so it kills all the humans. And the cat, uh, Frankenstein, she was pregnant when she was brought. So she gives birth and all those cats breed for three million years. And with the help of a little bit of radiation, a race of Felis sapiens <laughs> are created. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. And so <laughs> the main uh, character that we know about the Felis sapiens is Cat. Uh, he's just known as Cat. He has a name, but he's like, I'm too cool. He has, he's basically a very, he has the coolest outfits. Um, he dresses super well and uh, has like over like 300 suits, according to him. Um, and is like a lady killer, even though he's never met a woman in his life. <laughs> um, so every, I, I liked that the, uh, the wikipedia was like uh everything is derived mainly from cats uh like behavior and lifestyle and it may not be a true representation of the entire race because <laughs> the the cat folks um their whole uh like culture their religion is actually based on what happens to lister 
um they say uh they have their whole, whole religion is about cloister um the holy mother saved by cloister the stupid who was frozen in time and who gaveth his life so that we may live so that's like one of their lines <laughs> from their religion and uh <laughs> there at one point there was a conflict between the two uh two groups of uh the philosapiens that lived um in the in the show uh it's because they want to wear two different color hats and funnily in the first airing of it they're both wearing red hats um they eventually when the remaster version of the show they correct it so one's wearing a blue hat (laughs) um and in the novellas uh it's about um different interpretation of what cloister's name was if it's cloister or clister as you can tell their religion is based on what actually happened to dave lister um and so they ended up leaving on cat arcs. Um, so they left the ship eventually. Um, and one of the cats decided to follow the directions on, like, the ancient writings of Cloyster, which was actually just his five-year plan to do list. Um, and they ended up, like, driving right into an asteroid. Um, there there was, like, a, a TV show since it was so popular, I think, in, like, 2009. So you actually get to meet other cat races. But during the run of the show... A cat is the only cat that you meet um and so the reason cat exists is because unfortunately um and this comes i guess a little bit of the writing they left all of the undesirable people behind or all the undesirable cats so any cats that had um a disability or were like stupid so that's not great but uh no but it kind of explains why cat is the only one left because everyone else was ill and couldn't really care for themselves so and he was a child of like two of these people and he's just like i'm the best um so it didn't affect him too much and so he is the only one left because everyone else was too ill um so a little bit about his race uh about how they look they uh have pointed teeth um and it's actually played um, by, I thought this was hilarious, he's played by a black man and he is a dancer and he got the role because he showed up an hour late to the tryout wearing a, like a, a like a bombastic outfit and they're like, he's already in character, you can pick him. <laughs> yeah, that's so, uh, And they are uh, carnivorous, but they seem to be omnivorous. They like kibble and they like fish. Um they seem to be able to eat uh, vegetables without issues, uh, without issues. So, but mainly they prefer fish or kibble, um, and they do have sharp claws that can come out of their knuckles, and they have six Ooh. nipples. Um, excellent. And a lot you of mean their huh? six to twelve nipples. Nope, they specifically have six. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a cat race of people, so okay. You yeah, know, yeah. we don't, okay. mo- commonly okay. humans only have two nipples, so. Maybe there's ones that have seven. Um, so they have specifically, uh, I, I like that this fact, they have a heartbeat that sounds cooler than humans. Um, it just and, sounds cooler. Yeah, it just sounds cooler. Uh, their most important thing, their most important sense is their sense of uh, smell. Um, they actually read their mm-hmm. books through the smells in them. Um that's super cool. And it doesn't uh, make much sense, but I love it. Yeah, and Cat, uh, he actually pilots the ship and can smell danger coming through vibrations. So, and oh. he actually teaches uh, Lister how to smell books 
So uh, oh. apparently it is a transferable skill. It doesn't quite make sense, but apparently it does make sense. Um, it's okay. And uh, I just thought it was super interesting um, how they based their entire religion on basically a misinterpretation of what really happened. Uh, and the last thing we'll, I'll read before we go is the uh, Seven Cat Commandments, because it gives you a little bit of insight okay. into how they are, because basically all the cats are like, basically they act like jerk cats, they're too cool for school. And these commandments give mm-hmm. insight to that. Um, so here they are. Oh, and also uh, apparently these are old, because uh, three million years passed, so uh cat yeah. doesn't follow all these because you know it's they've gone past the need to follow religion so closely <laughs> there is a the one other cat that shows up in the series is a cat priest who actually raised cat after his parents passed away so oh um here are the seven commandments thou shall not be cool thou shall not be in vain literally these are all things that cat is um thou shall yes. have not more than 10 suits <laughs> Thou shall not partake of carnal knowledge with more than four members of the opposite sex at any one season or any one session. Apparently they just... Ha, of the opposite sex. That's a nice loophole. Yeah, I know. Wink, 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 wink. (laughs) That's what I think is funny about Kat is like, he's like, I'm going to be a ladies man has never met a woman. Um, (laughs) Thou shall not slink. Thou shall not hog the bathroom. And thou shall not steal another's hair gel. Oh my goodness. So it's perfect, perfect religion. Yeah, and there for what I read through, um, it's a fun series if you're not looking too much for character development. Um, the characters do change a little <laughs> bit, but it's literally just them getting into space hijinks. Uh, and there, it, it's funny because there's also like an a parallel universe where they, there's the female versions of themselves, but also <sighs> the there is one universe where the cat is a dog. <laughs> Um, oh and there's a different goodness. universe where the cat's a kitten, um, and not a pregnant cat. So, like, how could the race existed if it was a kitten? But somehow it still works. Um, anyway, it's, I think it, it is absolutely hilarious. Probably my favorite, uh, story of how a, a feline species came to be. I mean, not most of the feline species, they don't really get into how the feline species exists. They're just like, it yeah. does. Um, but I like that this one was like, we're going to go into how exactly. And honestly, if you do anything, just look up cats, different outfits, because they're so cool. Um, I love, I, it, it made me happy to look at them all. (laughs) That's today's cat fact. Felis sapiens from Red Dwarf. All right. And he's one of the main characters. So if you actually want to enjoy a series where the cat's are the main uh, character. This is another option. Alright. So Leafpaw catches a vole on her way back to camp. Anyone who saw her would think she went out for an early hunt. And her mind is still reeling at her sister's departure. All the prophecies of Starkland seem to be gathering around Squirrelpaw and Brambleclaw like mist to branches. Mousefur's voice is raised in the clearing. That Brambleclaw is a lazy lump. It's well past sunrise, and he isn't up yet. Oh my god. He wants him for a hunting patrol. They literally just think they're asleep. Yup. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. So wow. No How has ThunderClan survived? I don't know. Brightheart says that she'll wake him. 
and Leafpaw feels a knot in her belly at the thought of the clan finding out that he and Squirrelpaw were missing. And it was at this moment that Dustpelt emerged from the nursery and went to the apprentice's den. Whitepaw and Shrewpaw were sunning themselves. Dustpelt asked them if they'd seen Squirrelpaw. Usually she's raring to go by now, you know, before oh, God. <laughs> The apprentices exchange a glance. Whitepaw says they haven't seen her. She didn't sleep in the den last night. Dustpelt rolls his eyes. What is she up to now? Oh my god, they just really think that- Oh, that's hilarious. Brightheart bounds over to Mousefur. And Leaf Leafpaw goes to drop her bowl at the fresh kill pile to eavesdrop. Brightheart is telling her that Brambleclaw isn't there. He must have gone hunting on his own. She says her and Cloudtail will join yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, they're literally the families that don't notice that someone's missing for, like, a day because they just assume that they're at a friend's house. <laughs> they're, this is, like, home alone, except everybody else is at home and the kids leave. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, Mousefur shrugs and leads them and her apprentice out of camp. Dustpelt is heading to the fresh kill pile. He's irritably calling on StarClan to tell him how he's supposed to mentor an apprentice if she wasn't where she's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm sure Dustpelt has found religion in a new way after being a mentor to Squirrel. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if we wanted, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I doubt the age is matched up. But if we wanted, um, oh my God, what is his nephew's name? Nephew. Bright part, a bright heart's partner. Cloudtail? If we wanted Cloudtail to find religion, we would have given uh, him a squirrel paw to train. Like, I know, I think he <sighs> probably was too young, but still, or like, well, he was a, a warrior, but maybe he already had. Oh, yeah, no, he was definitely a warrior. Did he already, has he mentored anyone? Um, I think, yeah, I think he mentored either Rainpaw or Sootpaw. Okay, so maybe he was still mentoring them. Yeah, you'll probably we'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, but also I think Dustpelt's the only one who would probably like not be bullied by Squirrelpaw. Like <laughs> the only one that like is probably like stern enough for her. Yeah, honestly, probably Cloudtail and her would team up. Yeah, yeah, it would be awful. It'd be prank time. <laughs> prank time, which all would the actually time. be really great. If you see your sister, he growls to Leafpool. Tell her that he's in the nursery, and she better have a good excuse for going off on her own again. <clears throat> Leafpool watches him go to join Fern Cloud before heading back to the medicine den, and she's relieved that he didn't question her about her sister. But as time passed and they didn't return. There certainly would be a lot of them. And Leafpaw had no idea how she'd answer any. Don't. Just don't. No one knows you guys have a brain link. By midday, gossip was starting to fly around. Oh, God. I knew it. I mean, they're just going to, like, they, they, yep. She overhears Firestar tell a patrol to keep an eye out for Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw. 
So, Brambleclaw is padding after Squirrelpaw, is he? Cloudtail <laughs> remarked, eyes gleaming with amusement. Well, she's a very attractive young cat, I'll give her that. <laughs> Firestar sounds more annoyed than worried. He can't think of what they're up to, but they'll, he'll have to... Ooh. But he'll have something to say to both of them when they get back. Leafpaw crouches at the fresh kill pile to listen. She's like, he's shoving stuff into her mouth, being like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, she pretends that she's picking out the best piece of prey. Sandstorm says Graystripe told her what happened last night where he found them alone. And it sounds as if they haven't been back since. And from what Graystripe said about how Firestar spoke to them, She's not surprised they want to get away for a while. Surely I didn't upset them that much. Firestar sounds anxious. Not enough to leave camp. Sandstorm gave him a direct look from wide green eyes, just like squirrel paws. She told him over and over again that he'll get nowhere with squirrel paw by criticizing her and ordering her around. She'll do the opposite just to be difficult. He's like, oh my god. I've messed up. <laughs> oh my god, why don't I listen to you? Firestar sighs. He knows it's, it's just this prophecy. He thought after Blood Clan, the clans would be at peace. That was a big ask. Sandstorm says they've had many moons of peace. She presses a muzzle to his cheek. All thanks to you. She says she's been thinking about that omen. She looks around to make sure there are no other warriors around. And Leafpaw wonders if she should creep out of the shadows. Do I count? But if her mother knew she was there, she didn't say anything. And Leafpaw already knew StarClan's message, so like, yeah. you know, no harm. Yeah. Sandstorm says it mentions fire and tiger and trouble. But it doesn't say that fire and tiger will cause the trouble. You're right, Firestar murmurs. Yeah, they're gonna think something totally opposite when they figure out that it they're both mean, really missing. It might mean that they'll save us from the trouble. It might, Sandstorm agrees. She's like, yeah, you figured that out all on your own. Mm-hmm, congratulations. Idiot. I didn't have to suggest it to you. <laughs> Firestar straightens up, and Leafpaw thinks that he suddenly looks very young. But it's even more important we get them back. He'll lead the patrol himself. Sandstorm says she'll come with him. And then she raises her voice. Leafpaw, you've had time to sniff every piece of hair <coughs> on that pile. Cinderpelt will be waiting. And to remember that she said she wouldn't speak of this to any cat. Yes, Sandstorm, Leafpaw says, grabbing a vole. She wonders if she should tell them about the prophecy about the journey, but she promised Squirrelpaw she wouldn't, and the weight of two secret prophecies is weighing her down. A lot of, How a is she lot so of promises. Yeah, a lot of secrets. Well, how is she supposed to keep both promises and stay faithful to her vows as a medicine cat to do what's best for the clan all at the same time? Cinderpal keeps Leafpaw busy the rest of the day, sorting through herbs and taking stock of what needed to be replenished before Leafpaw. 
Firestar entered the den, and Cinderpuff says she'll go see what he wants. Leafpaw stays hidden in the crack of the rock. Leafpaw just kind of lurking. She's a lurker. Firestar is... Mm -hmm. Firestar is saying that there's no sign of them anywhere, and he's looked everywhere. What does Cinderpelt think he should do? Cinderpelt says there isn't much he can do, except, you know, stop worrying. She remembers a couple of apprentices who were always sneaking off for one reason or another, and no harm ever came to them. Me and Graystripe? That was different. Squirrelpaw? Cinderpelt interrupts him. <laughs> Squirrelpaw has a strong young warrior with her. Grambleclaw will look after her. Wait, do you know something I don't know? Like, you're saying, like, you know what's happening. And she's like, I might, I might. What? She's like, she's like, they're gone together. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> There's silence, and Leafpaw risks a glance out. Her father looked utterly defeated, and Leafpaw's heart twists in pity. She wants to comfort him, but she has nothing to give without breaking her word. It's my fault, Firestar said. He never should have said what he did. If they don't come back, he'll never forgive himself. Cinderpelt says, of course they'll come back. And the forest is safe now. Wherever they are, they will be well-fed and sheltered. <laughs> Maybe, Firestar says, but doesn't sound convinced. He gets up and disappears out the tunnel without saying another word. Cinderpelt came back into the cave. Leafpaw, she says. Do you know where your sister is? Do, do you... Do you know about my weird connection with her because if not no well leafpaw could guess where because when she thought of squirrelpaw she got the sensation of warmth and safety in other cats <clears throat> it was probably at ravenpaw's barn oh but she couldn't be I sure i want to go there now <laughs> she doesn't meet cinderpelt's gaze but she answers truthfully no I don't know where she is. Hmm. Leafpaw looks into Cinderpelt's eyes. There's no anger in them. Only wisdom and understanding. If you did know, Cinderpelt asks, would you tell me? Leafpaw mm -hmm. nods. Mm -hmm. And she tells herself miserably that she didn't lie to her mentor. <laughs> but she feels desperately guilty. Oh, Squirrelpaw, she thinks. Why did you have to go? Womp womp. womp womp. Oh, Leaf Leaf Paw, little anxiety queen, has oh to keep God. so many secrets. She got the anxiety. She got the anxiety from Dad. That sucks, girl. I mean, you got magic yeah, powers. That That's pretty suck. good. But <sighs> Squirrelpaw had been unusually quiet after they said goodbye to her sister, but of course that silence didn't last. They raced through the trees and crested the slope of four trees. The sun had risen by the time they got there. Tawnypelt, Feathertail, Stormfur, and Crowpaw were waiting by the great rock. At last, Tawnyspaw... Nope. At last, Tawnypelt sprang to her paws. They had thought he wasn't coming. What's she doing here? Crowpaw demanded. Squirrelpaw says she's coming. What? Tawnypelt asks. Brambleclaw, have you lost your mind? 
Yes. You can't bring an apprentice. It's dangerous. I might have. Well, we already have Crowpaw coming with us, so. Well, yeah. Squirrelpaw hisses that Crowpaw's an apprentice. Crowpaw says he was chosen by StarClan. Yeah. She wasn't. Yeah, he was supposed to come on purpose. That's a really good point, guys. You know what? Go back. And she's like, I'm, I'm not going back, you absolute idiot. Well, Squirrelpaw says Stonefur wasn't chosen, and don't tell her he's just here to say goodbye. <laughs> she's coming and that's that, Brambleclaw said irritably. <laughs> they need to get going. Crowpaw snaps at him not to order him around. I, Honeycomb okay. sighs and says, I, no, he's right. I literally was just saying, like, he... what we should do. But yeah, you can interpret that as an order, I guess, if you're that way. If they can't stop Squirrelpaw from coming, you can't, Squirrelpaw says. <laughs> Then they may as well just get moving. Crowpaw turns his back to Squirrelpaw. He jeers at Brambleclaw. Pity he can't leave his clan without dragging along a burr in his belt. Wow. What a little tool. Just like, kind of mean, dude. Not, not needed. The River Clan cats rose, and Feathertail touches her nose to Squirrelpaw's shoulder and tells her not to worry. They're all feeling anxious. Oh my It'll god. It'll be better once they get moving. Wow. Thank you. Oh. Well, Squirrelpaw's eyes flashed, as if about to make a sharp reply. But a look at Feathertail's gentle gaze stops her, and her fur lies flat. Oh my god. Girlfriends? The six... Girlfriends? Girlfriends? I mean, forget Brambleclaw. <laughs> She's right there. Yeah, Brambleclaw, we've got Feathertail. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, is Anibi Ubi dating your dad's best friend's daughter? Oh my god, how wholesome. That is probably their ultimate dream. They're just like, I want us, like, I know it's bad because it's inner clam, but I want us to be in-laws together. (laughs) I want our babies to have babies. Yeah. I want them to love each other. Well, now, (laughs) new ship has been born for Brenna. I think I retweeted one. I think I retweeted, or did I retweet a Feathertail Tawny Pelt? All three girls. They can just all three be girls. Oh, yeah, Tawny Pelt's there too. Crapple. Yeah, literally the best girls. Get the boys. (laughs) The six cats padded up the slope together to the edge of Wind Clan territory. Brambleclaw's heart is pounding. Their journey had begun. (laughs) But as he takes his first steps across the moor, he feels a pang of regret. For everything he was leaving behind. The familiar forest, his place in his clan, his friends. Brambleclaw wonders if they could live by the warrior code outside the forest. And more bleakly, if any of them will ever see their clans again. Okay, that yeah, that's pretty dark, dude. <laughs> Brambleclaw also inherited Firestar's anxiety by proxy. Yeah. Out of WindClan territory, they near Ravenpaw and Barley's barn. Brambleclaw thinks they should stop there. Ravenpaw knows about the Sundrown place. He might be able to tell them something useful. And his barn is crawling with mice, Tawny Pelt added, swiping a tongue over her whiskers. <laughs> Brambleclaw says a good meal would help build their strength. Crowpaw argues that they could make it to Highstand before dark if they kept moving. Brambleclaw stands by his plan. They'll get to high stones in the morning. Stormfur asks if Crowpaw would like to sleep on bare stone with no prey, or warm and comfortable with a full stomach. 
He votes for Barley's Barn. Me too, Squirrelpaw said. You don't get a vote, Squirrelpaw says. <laughs> Let's go, Squirrelpaw says, jumping to her feet, refusing to be crushed. Wait, Feathertail says. They need to be careful. There are rats around here. And dogs, Tawnypelt adds. Brambleclaw remembers that Squirrelpaw hadn't yet made the journey to Highstands. It might be, it's probably the first time she's been outside ThunderClan territory ever. And Brambleclaw begrudgingly admits that she's doing very well. Maybe she would cope better than you first feared. I mean, probably better than you. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly think she was going to do fine. I wasn't worried at all all about that. I I think you were literally the only person. (laughs) They came to the barn, which was apart from the main two-leg nest. A familiar voice greets them as they hesitated outside. I smell ThunderClan. Come in and welcome. (laughs) Also, it was Ravenclaw. Some other people. Weird. Barley was was crouched behind him. His eyes widened as the cats filed in. Brambleclaw tells Ravenclaw that he took his advice and that these were the rest of the cats StarClan chose. Or some of us are, Crowpaw muttered. Brambleclaw ignores him and introduces everybody to Ravenclaw and Barley. Barley dipped his head in greeting and slipped away. Ravenpaw told him not to mind him. He's just not used to so many visitors at once. Barley's so shy. So this is Squirrelpaw, he says, touching noses to greet her. Firestar's daughter. Last time he saw her, she was a tiny kit in the nursery with Sandstorm. Oh my god, they came to visit! <laughs> she wouldn't remember, but Ravenpaw had said that she would look just like her father, and it looks like he was right. Squirrelpaw shuffled her paws in embarrassment. <laughs> Ravenpaw asked Brambleclaw what Firestar thought about the journey. He's surprised he could let Squirrelpaw go so far without being a warrior yet. Um, blah <clears throat> blah. I would. You don't have to like mention this to him, <laughs> right? Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw exchange an uneasy glance. It wasn't quite like that, Brambleclaw admits. They kind of left without telling him. (laughs) Ravenpaw's eyes widen, and Brambleclaw wonders if he'll send them away. Instead, he tells them that he's sorry they couldn't tell Firestar what was going on. Perhaps they'll tell him more once they've eaten. And he asks if they're hungry. Starving, Squirrelpaw says. Ravenpaw laughs. Feel free to hunt. There are plenty of mice. They lounged in the hay, well-fed and warm. Brambleclaw tells Ravenpaw that if he doesn't mind, they'll spend the night and head out in the morning. Ravenpaw nods and says he'll go with them as far as Highstones. He says there have been more two legs around lately, and he knows the safest way to go. Brambleclaw thanks him. Crowpaw mutters in his ear if they can trust him. Oh my god, dude. Ravenpaw you literally just fed us and, like, gave us shelter? What What do you mean? Well, Squirrelpaw aimed a furious hiss at Crowpaw. And Ravenpaw tells him not to be angry with Crowpaw and tells him that that's good thinking. Thinking like a warrior. Where they're going, they must trust nothing and no cat without very good reason. Crowpaw ducked his head. 
please with the loner's praise. <laughs> he really is. Oh. He's, he's a jerk, but he, he he's like, but would you compliment me? <laughs> but you can trust me, Ravenpaw assured. He might not be able to help them with the rest of their journey, but he can get them to Highstone safely. The next morning, they were standing at the summit of Highstones, wind buffeting them as they stared out over the endless unknown territories ahead of them. Ravenpaw is telling them to avoid the Tangle of Thunderpaths, which is where WindClan had sheltered moons ago after being driven out by ShadowClan. Ooh. If you remember yeah. from Book 2. No, I do remember. <laughs> but it is now full of rats, so, oh. like, don't go there. Ravenpaw continues that there will be smaller thunderpaths to cross and many two-leg nests to avoid. He's traveled that way, not very far, but far enough to know it's no place for warriors. Squirrelpaw asks nervously if there will be any more forest at all. Not that I saw, Ravenpaw tells her. Don't worry, Brambleclaw told her reassuringly. He'll look after her. To his surprise, which I don't know why this surprised him because this literally happens every single time <laughs> Squirrelpaw whirled on him with a furious gaze oh my god how many times does she have to tell him that she doesn't need looking after she spat if he's gonna behave like Firestar all the way to the sundrown place she could have just stayed home oh don't we wish Squirrelpaw murmured Tawnypelt gave Squirrelpaw a curious glance and asks Brambleclaw if he's going to let an apprentice talk to him like that. You try stopping her, Brambleclaw shrugged. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you could make her Thunderclan. stop being mean. Ugh. <laughs> Feathertail goes to Squirrelpaw's side and tells her that she's nervous too about being so close to two legs. But Starclan will bring them through. Squirrelpaw nodded, her eyes still troubled. Crowpaw says they should get moving. Brambleclaw thanks Ravenpaw for everything. And he tells them that it does make a difference that he knows why they're doing this. Ravenpaw dips his head and tells him to think nothing of it. He wishes them luck on their journey and tells them, may Starclan light your path. The six cats picked their way down the slope. They were taking the first steps on the longest journey of their lives. I'm very proud of them. I'm very worried about them. Oh. <laughs> but, hey. Yeah, well. I thought they were going to, like, run into, like, a lot worse stuff. I thought someone was going to try to stop before them. Before they left? Yeah. But. Well, we've got a whole journey to go on. I know. We to start that. <gasps> Next episode. <gasps> the journey So begins. exciting. I'm excited, yes. too. Mm-hmm. Um. So, before we go on our journey. If you guys want to keep in contact with us, a way you can do that is to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is WCWI2Cast on Twitter.com. You can also contact us. Our email is WCWI2Cast at gmail.com. Uh, those are both spoiler-free zones. Thank you very much. Yes, spoiler-free zones. And if you want to help out the podcast, a way you can do that is to uh, suggest it to a friend. Be like, hey, they didn't spend, like, 20 minutes talking about random stuff at the beginning of this episode. So, maybe you'll enjoy this one. Um, oh, and they talk yeah. about Red Dwarf. Uh, uh, Brenna, like, does her best. Um, and she hasn't watched the yeah. series, but she, it looks fun. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. 
Yeah, thank you. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.